two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. It's silk. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling, another quarantine episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, and I'm here with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on with you, CT? What's up, what's up? Yeah, it's been like almost two months we've been doing this via satellite. I mean, we still rocking, of course. We still still putting that content out, out there for y'all. I'm just hoping that everybody is safe. Um, yes, we are the uncut, unfiltered, unedited, underground of professional wrestling podcast. Uh, so how was your week, Chris? How's everything going? How's wrestling for you? What you what's that looking like this week? Um, I mean, my week was pretty much chill for the most part. You know, um, just honestly getting in the swing of things, trying to make sure that um, you know, you know, just you know, dash stuff, house stuff, also the joint roll Ayatollah shit, um, you know, planting, gardening, you know, so but wrestling to me, man. Yo, oh yeah, yo, yo, that appreciate appreciate that. Yo, I wasn't even gonna do it. Follow me. At at joint roller ayatollah, man. That is at joint roller R O L L A Ayatollah A Y A L L Shit, what's my name, nigga? How you spell that shit, nigga? Google Ayatollah, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, man, yeah, but that, that's, that's, that, man, that's, yo, I got, um, I got four, so I got four plants. Um, I got four plants. Um, and how I'm doing it, I got four plants. Um, uh, uh, two is inside the tent, two is outside, right? And so I germinated some seeds. So I got two plants that's germinated, and I got two plants that's plot and grow. And I got one of each growing in different climates. So I'm doing a real experiment type shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys, you know, this is Reaper Wrestling. We are the Bud Buddies. So you're going to get those that information. And if you want more information, check out John Royal Ayatollah on YouTube and on Twitter. You know, we've got to plug our shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, especially since we own it. You feel me? Yeah, we all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but nah, man. How 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 was your week, man? How was your week as far as wrestling and everything like that? Me, because I stay on the network. I stay on YouTube. I stay on the network. Um, if I'm not watching something current, I'm always watching wrestling. Like that's that's I'm all I'm always watching wrestling. So if I'm not watching the current product, I'm always on the network or always on YouTube. I'm working from home now, so it's been good. So I've been able to dabble a little bit and watch things that, are, that I used to love, like, you know, WrestleMania 2000 I watched. Um, I did, uh, me, I like to watch documentaries. I like to watch the Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Bret Skull, all sessions. I like that. Um, 
Undertaker had a good one on there too. Um, we, I, what I've been really watching though is the Vice stuff. That's been holding me my attention. The New Jack shit was incredible. Um, we all know the Chris Wallace was pretty much probably the best one ever done. Um, and then I uh, recently, just recently, did the Brawl for All, so I saw so been watching that. I don't really watch it too much old school wrestling, but you know, from time to time, I dabble on the network. Now, uh, I, I know you mentioned um, WrestleMania 2000, and what's crazy about that is because that's actually, that's actually WrestleMania 16. Um, and I went back, and, and this week I was watching WrestleMania 14 and 15, and me and you both had conversations outside of, you know, the, the, the podcast, clearly. And, like, we had combos of just how over Road Dog is, you know what I mean? And Right, Road Dog was the man. So I wrote um uh one of my Mick Foley uh characters because niggas I joke and call myself Mick Foley. I, I got Joint Roller Ayatollah, I got the Most High, I got Infamous Poet, I got Chris McLean. You know what I mean? Like, but um I had wrote I had wrote this uh Road Dog uh centric poem, posted it on the Reasonable Wrestling page, and Road Dog actually liked it and actually wrote back that he loved it. So. Uh, man, shout out to shout out to the network, shout out to old WrestleManias, and shout out to motherfucking uh, 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 Brian James, Brian Armstrong for being as over as that motherfucker is. Yeah, man, you know, I was watching WrestleMania 2000. He came out there with Xbox. You know, the crowd popped. You know, they had a great match with Kane and Rakishi that I forgot ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot it happened, but it was a great match. It was, and then they had Pete Rose come out the end. It was a great WrestleMania moment. Because uh, you thought he was inside the, the chicken suit, but he wasn't. Because you know, under, you know, Kane had that feud with um, what uh, Pete, what Pete Rose, yeah, yeah, you know. And so you thought he was the chicken suit, he wasn't. Then he came up behind him, chose him. Rakishi got to um, speak face story. It was a crazy, it was great. So it was a great moment. It was a fun match. And um, go back and watch that. Like, and see how over he actually is and girl dog is. And uh, shout out to Xbox, yo, he was nice, yo. Go back and watch Xbox. How slick he is in the ring. One of the best. Yo, one of a sleeper. One of ever. One of the sleeper matches that I end up watching um, while going down my rabbit holes of wrestling. Xbox Eddie Guerrero cruiserweight champ. I think it was a cruiserweight champ or United States championship match. But it was a ladder man. That joint was crazy, dog. So, yeah, man. Shout shout out to Xbox. Shout out to Sean Waltman. Uh, because those those are the underrated. Uh, 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 suit, nigga. I can still recite, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Like, come on, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Don't make me yeah, do it. DX was it, bro. Even though NW, even though NWO had they run, bro. DX was it. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It's not to go on a tangent, but I know we have an order of the show, but I wanted to get to it. Um, I don't know if I want to do it now or later, but it was a conversation about um, uh, uh, if John Cena was in the NWO, who his members would be. And I, I, I mean, that so, so like, I don't know, like, if it, it, so if we were doing modern day groups, right, DX and NWO was it, who do you think would be in those respective groups? In DX and NWO in modern day. Yeah. Well, I think that the, I, uh, the, I think that I think John Cena obviously would be more fit for the NWO. Mm-hmm. I think DX would have to be a rebellious 
uh, crew, you know, and I and I know you wanted to put Velveteen Dream in the NWO. You mentioned on Twitter, but I would have put Velveteen Dream in my DX of, of modern day. Mm. I I would put him in, our, in my DS of modern day. Um, maybe um, Angel Garza. Uh, he just gives me this kind of, you know, Playboy vibe. You know, um, I would. They would need a frontman though, because I don't think either one of those there are frontmen. Right. So who is the frontman? Right, so, front so my thing is, is now this is my thing. Is your frontman Sean or is your frontman Triple H? I think you can go either way, but in modern day, I wouldn't want to make it a relation to like, hey, it's Triple H style. Like in the band, Triple H is my frontman, or in the band, because they both had their errors where they were the leader. Um, but in modern day, I would just need somebody who's a main inventor who gives me the energy of rebelliousness. And I don't know who I would pick. Honestly, I don't know because I don't think we have that. I would put CM Punk honestly. As a person, but he's not in wrestling anymore. So wow. It would be, so, yeah. be his own version of, of, of Degeneration X and, you know, just cause it a and doing a well see see I seen that I seen that in Nexus already, so this is so it's funny that you say yeah, someone I can't I can't with Nexus. Nexus was trash, it failed. I mean they they fucked it up, don't get me wrong, it could have been great. They, they fucked it up both in the iterations and then they tried the core. It was just all bad to me. Like they really had gold in their hand and they fucked it up with the with the Nexus. But CM Punk leading some talented like upstarts as Angel Garza, Velveteen Dream, and then like you know having skits backstage where you know they're doing crazy shit. I would love to see that. Maybe put Leo there. I mean, I mean, I don't know. You, you, I well, I, I, I'll say I won't. I won't put Leo. I won't put Leo. I won't put Leo in. And uh, I won't put Leo in DX. I'll put Leo in NWO. So what I will probably do is so if I was building a, if I was building DX modern day, um, I will probably agree with what you say as far as having showmanship and having someone that can unite the crowd in lieu or rebellious in lieu of what DX originally was. Now Road Dog and Badass were just floundering per se. They weren't necessarily rebellious. They were just two guys that end up catching steam with with that. So I I would kind of say with that um two two guys that I would say that that will probably fit in that would be um Shit. Damn. This is tough. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, when you really think it's hard because, you know, and what sparked my interest about it, I'm sorry, what sparked my interest because Russell Rap, shout out to Russell Rap, they had posted, the, uh, or or Mills from the A-Show, one of the two, they had posted John Cena and the NWO, and they said, make your members count because you could only have four. So that's why I'm kind of that's why I'm kind of like I'm like really reserved with who I say because with Cena's NWO I kind of already picked you know like I know who Cena's NWO would be like it would be fire for me to have Cena as Hogan, uh, Cole and Steen as the Outsiders, and then I will have Leo Rush as the Six in the as uh, uh, in the NWO like that would be my modern day NWO. Um, now, as far as DX and people being rebellious 
and 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 whatnot. Um, damn, man, Street Profits kind of gives me a fucking yeah, Road Dog and and Jesse James vibe, where fucking uh, uh, Bianca is the China, my nigga. Um, so now coming down to it, we have to have, I won't have, I mean, if we're going to have Leo rotate, Leo can rotate and be six in NWO and be X-Pac in, in DX, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, now with this, now with, now with that being said, my top guy though, my top guy will have to be someone that can work the mic as well and lead a program. And I'm 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 trying to figure out who that guy would be for me, and I don't want to make it Seth because he's already like stable leader already. But I can see Seth as a Triple H esque leader of of a DX revolution or re- rebellious um, um, stable. Well, taking that strip, like stripping, like stripping, stripping, stripping all that away, stripping all that away per se. I can like I'm trying to envision someone that I can just believe in, heal or babyface. A crowd can get behind or hate, and that you know what I mean. Like the like, like he's already done the corporate thing. You know what I mean. Like he's like so we've seen him in the Triple H incarnation already almost. So. I, 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 I'm thinking, you know, if if he if 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 him and fucking uh, 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 if he were to be that and Leo and the Street Profits, I know one of these guys are not like the other, but I think that would be a fucking nice ass uh, rebellious ass group right there. So Seth, because Seth Street Profits, Leo and who? That's it, and and that's it. Okay, that's it. Okay, yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's a good. That's that's a good. That's a good uh, mix of DX. Uh, I'm not sure Sir on success, but I would have to mold that one over because that's that the front man is the hard part for the DX. Exactly, exactly. The front man is the yeah. hard part, man. Where John Cena is clearly, you know, like he he he's the Hogan of the group, you know, like it's it's, it's very easy. Say John Cena should lead that group and have a heel turn. Now you mentioned it, and I know we're going off a tangent, but you were mentioning putting Roman in that group and have him be like the Macho Man who you know is underneath John, and then he kind of like you know has some friction with John. That would have been a epic story to
But the way things are, that's just, this is all fantasy booking. Exactly. 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 Uh, exactly. Fun with wrestling. You know, back to having fun with wrestling and just having ideas and talking on Twitter. Like, I like that. And I hate when people try to be too cool and say, like, oh, you can't think this or you can't think that or, you know, this idea. Is oh, yeah. It's definitely an elitism. We don't have our subjective things. It's, it's, de- it's definitely it's definitely elitism in this wrestling community, which I, I, I didn't know th- there was one um, because, you know, I never was. Okay, so I'm a mark, but I never was that. I, I never was that mark. I never was. I was never at every event. You know what I mean? I never was in the know. Uh, you know what I mean? Shit, until me and you linked up, I didn't know it was that many black people that was that fucking... Uh, uh, um, concerned with wrestling that that just wasn't my circle. You know what I mean. But to, but to find out that you know black people just gotta you know black people in in each community, you know they have those people who are holier than thou. You know what I mean. So um, it, it's it's difficult because even with the revival, you know what I mean. Like our topical subject, let's roll right into the show. Um, thank you guys for tuning into this. 15 minutes of just us rambling um yeah, <laughs> but you know but but you know going yeah, into go, go, going into going to the show the topical stuff and and this, you know you brought it up um you know Re- revival gets released by wwe um you know dash wilder scott dawson um they they released um which we kind of had an idea was happening um uh i think last year we had an inkling that was happening when WWE added time on the contract when Dawson was injured, I believe. Um, so with that being said, they're gone. And as soon as they was gone, it was two Twitters. You know what I mean? It was the one nigga was like, fuck them, leave them. You know, they couldn't wrestle anyway. They couldn't cut a promo. You know, that type of... And then, and then you got, you know, the other Twitter. It's just like, you know, um, yeah, AEW got them a prize winner. And I'm just like, you know... Can we be in the middle somewhere? You know what I mean? Some somehow. But I think, yeah, I think that people who are saying fuck are just idiots. They don't get like this is like you know you leave one job going to another to, to and we they all said they want to create creative um, creativity. You know, creative licensing to do what they want. What's, what's the word? Um, creative control. Creative control. Creative control. So, I, yeah, and I, that's, maybe they just fit better in AEW, and that's fine, and that's okay. And and maybe they'll be better utilized, and maybe. People are pointing out. People are pointing out their one bad match with the Usos. They had a bad match with the Usos. Yeah. as we like them to. I'm calling them the best tag team in the world 
you know, but don't make that, that, that don't make, that don't mean they shit don't stink, you know what I mean, like, you feel yeah, me, so, well, like, yeah, I think both songs are an iconic tattoo, <laughs> and probably best tattoo in the past decade, because of their consistency, because of their work ethic, they've, you know, had a long tenure holding it down for the tag division for WWE for a very long time, they're the staples of the tag division in WWE, for, for, I mean, you know, and then they finally linked up with New Day, and they, now we have, we have, like, two, kind of, like, veteran tag teams, in, in, in their ranks right now and then they had the revival coming up as a better tag team to hold it down for the future but they want to go out to AEW and do their thing which is perfectly fine you know I think the Usos are a little bit haphazard in the ring but also do their style you know that's just the way they go about it they, you know their style is a little bit more rambunctious and that's fine what I, what I grade are I mean everybody can have their favorite tag teams and that's fine why I say Usos are the best because of their consistency, because of their work ethic, because they've been doing it for so long at a high rate for so, you know, at the biggest company in the world. And that's, that matters, pulling that, you know, that flagship. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Welcome home to Click. Hundreds of data analytics leaders are coming home to Click to gain insights from data. Why? Well, it's simple. Better performance, greater usability, and a lower total cost of ownership. Plus, with Click, you can accelerate business value from data on Click's cloud or any cloud. Don't just take our word for it. It's what data analytics leaders are saying. Visit click.com slash welcome home to hear why hundreds of leaders in data analytics have come home to Click. That's Click, Q-L-I-K dot com slash welcome home. Hey, we've been here for 10 years and holding it down for the tag team division, so people are having entertaining tag team wrestling in this company. And that's a great um, feat. Uh, so when you go to now talk about the revival, I think their legacy is going to be they had a great run in WWE, and now they're starting the second half of their legacy with AEW. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe when they come back to WWE, you know, five years down the line, and we see more Usos match up more. You know, revival Usos or revival whoever at that moment in WWE, and they, and they, they, you know, come into the Hall of Fame one day. But there has been wrestling tag teams like this. There have been back in the day with WCW, people have left WWE, went to WCW, then came back. It's, it's, this is this is what wrestling is, you know. And you get as an independent contractor, you get to do that, which is the beauty of it. So I just can't wait to see good wrestling. Me as a fan, I want, I need to see Young Bucks in revival this year. I want to see it by the end of 2020. I want to see that match. And they've been linked, they've, they've been linked together for a while with the whole you know, being the elite. You know, the revival thing. They're clearly buddies. Um, and they understand something. So I'm curious to see what they can create in that ring um, with a storyline with a match. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it. WWE, I mean, AEW really is, has gotten a great piece to the puzzle. Like, they're talking about building a team, a roster, Putting the revival and plugging a hole—that is huge. No, I think the, no, no, they, no, they're, 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 they're fucking, they're fucking, uh, <coughs> their fucking um, tag team division is definitely enhanced with the revival. 
You feel me? Like it's 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 enhanced like a motherfucker with a revival. Now you talking about we got Lucha Bros, we got Young Bucks, we got SCU, we got the revival. Um, but like that, like that's that's top four right there. You know what I mean? Like so, that that like I I think right. I think honestly, like you know, realistically. Them leaving is all about what you said. You know what I mean. They wanted to have creative, uh, creative control over their own destiny. You know what I mean. Like, like, bro, I don't fucking work for no. I don't work. I don't work for nobody. You know what I mean. Like, could I take a job? Yes. You know what I mean. Did I go to school to take a like? People talk about how rough journalism is on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like how we can't get any black journalists in wrestling because it's hard for people to for black to kind of get in 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 and in, into it. Well, shout out to Josiah because he's definitely involved, and shout out to Kaz because he's definitely involved. But those resumes are fucking stacked. You feel me? Like those niggas put in work. You know what I mean? For a Joe Schmo out of college trying to get a job and 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 something like this. You kind of yeah. need nepotism. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep it a buck. Yeah. So, with that being said... He, 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 he nepotism? A, 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 a nepotism? Like, 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 of some sort, or
I would love to see them in New Japan. Just, just to get, just to, just to, just to go overseas, get that, get, 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 work the style you want to work. You know what I mean? If you want to work stiff, work stiff. If you want to, if you want to tell a story in forty-five minutes, tell a story forty-five minutes. You know what I mean? Go do that in Japan, and then come over to AEW and get your bread, get your TV time, and then wrap that shit up. Cause niggas not wrestling forever. Yeah, you're not. You trying to make your bread, and you trying to get like, if you smart about this, this is an investment. If niggas is making six figures to wrestle, you telling me I'm gonna try to do this for? If I'm 35, I'm going to try to push myself and do it until I'm 45 because I see other people doing it? No, nigga. Let me get the fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? Let me, let me fucking, let me do this for maybe five, six years. Open up a gym, be a trainer, be a producer, be an agent. Do something, nigga. But I'm not finna fucking take bumps. What the fuck are you talking about? So with that being you don't want to be Ric Flair and The Undertaker? Oh, uh -huh. my. Nigga, watching Taker and that Boneyard match was dreadful, my nigga. I'm going to no, keep it. I'm going to keep it. Let's fuck it. Let's go right into it, my nigga. Um, the, I, 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 I'm a fast. Shout out to Revival. Say yeah. Top guys out. Love you guys. Can't wait to see sure. you guys wrestle. Congratulations. But, I know you guys want to get out there. Nigga, let's 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 roll into the show, man. Cause we talking about let's talk. I know we're not gonna do a whole WrestleMania recap, whatever the case may be. But I'm gonna keep it a book. Out of the whole week of wrestling, we got Undertaker AJ Styles Boneyard match. We got Edge Christian Last Man Standing match. We got Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano, whatever the fuck that match was. That match was the best match of the week out of all, and that Taker AJ Styles match was the worst. <laughs> you are gonna sit here and tell me AJ Styles and Undertaker wouldn't be worse when you flat out said after night one that the best model was Braun Strowman and Goldberg? Yes. Get out of here. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, CT, CD, CT. You know why, nigga? You see what happened on fucking SmackDown, nigga? My fucking high spot, nigga! Nigga, get the fuck out of here, nigga! Nigga, bruh. No, 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 no. Let's talk about it. Nope, nope, nope. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, nigga. My high spot of WrestleMania, I said it live. My high spot of WrestleMania was Braun Strowman against Goldberg because of the result, bruh. Because of the result, Braun Strowman was the universal champion. Now, now, let's take this in consideration, bro. Let's take this in consideration. Drew McIntyre's match after WrestleMania was against the fucking Big Show, my G. Braun Strowman's match after WrestleMania was against Shinsuke Nakafakamura, my nigga. Nigga. And also... The storytelling after the match with Shinsuke was fucking Bray the fuck fiend Wyatt, nigga. So my WrestleMania moment was solidified, nigga. No, I'm gonna let you get your shit off. Go ahead. That my my moment was solidified, bro. I, Friday night, my moment was solidified, bro. You cannot bring out Raw and SmackDown to make your point. I'm telling you, you said best match of the week. 
with uh, uh, with uh, Tommaso. I would agree, but you also said that the worst match was the Boneyard match. So when you want to say that and then and then say that your best match, I mean, um, I one of WrestleMania was Braun Strowman and Goldberg. I'm talking about just the matches. But if you're talking about the result of it, I have no problem with Braun getting the title. Like we talked about this before we even had before WrestleMania even happened. I'm like, yo, Braun should get the title. Yeah, you know, I hope they don't go rogue and put it on Goldberg. I was like, you know, I'm like, we should get it. Nigga, the match was better than fucking uh the match was better than fucking the boneyard match. <laughs> no, I, I disagree. Oh, what? Really? The boneyard was a was a production. You can say you didn't like it. You can say it was not your thing. But I think it's the best way to highlight the Undertaker at his age. The best way to um to put him in a WrestleMania spot because you know his of his legacy. Like I said before, he's a draw. Can't deny that. So this is how you do it going forward. You gotta take bumps like that. Elder took one bump in that one year match, and it was a storytelling thing. And it wasn't like that. Wasn't better to me than what Bray did with John Cena the next the next night. But it was not the worst thing in WrestleMania, and I, I just can't I can't agree with you on that. Um, as for the result of Bray winning, now, now I'm all for that. I'm all for what they're doing tonight. Like when you like you hit me up, somebody's like watch matchup, watch matchup, and what you've been looking for the past two years. Make it around Bray, you mean, you said. Um, Bray, excuse me, yeah. Make, make your roster on SmackDown around Bray. Make the entire vibe of, like, have them just create this themed atmosphere on SmackDown. Well, the thing, the, diff- the, 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 the difficult part about that, CT, is the, 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 the brand is diminished almost. The, the story that's being told 
we appreciate, but nobody else seems to because they were shitting on that as well, man. Um, the 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 you know um you know my my echo chamber is surrounded by people who just you know I I I I I'm you know what I mean I I I surround myself with people that I can kind of challenge and who can challenge me as far as you know conversation wise um so it's a lot of contrast thoughts to mine as far as this this story because a lot of people has <clears throat> have lost faith in Bray Wyatt. Um, due to the simple fact that uh, I think that what he did at WrestleMania, and that's maybe because I'm a Bray fan, but I feel like what he did at WrestleMania redeems Bray. Honestly, because one thing he did is that we're always gonna remember this this funk, a funhouse match. No one's ever, no matter what you say about it, Bray has provided something to you as a wrestling fan that you will never forget, and that is the testament of a good wrestler. Period. If they can do something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life, Bray Wyatt is that. And I want him to create more moments like that. Right now, he's the guy who you're going to tune in and say, you know what? Uh, let me just see what Bray does. There's no crowd so, there. so, quick question. No, you know, so, quick question. Quick question. I'm sorry to cut you off. Quick question. Without the corona, <clears throat> it seems like they didn't want Bray to put Roman over, right? C- considering the fact that. They took the title off of Bray and put it on Goldberg. It was going to have Goldberg and Roman, meaning Roman was going to take it off of Goldberg. Now, with that being said, refuse to lose to who? Bray. So why have him on the show? I heard that, you know, he had two dates. Now he's done his second date, and he's done with wrestling for the the year because he had two dates for this year. And um, the reason why he... Uh, came back to face Brace to become champion. He kind of refused to uh, lose to the Fiend, you know. And Gober takes this shit very seriously. Uh, I mean, and that, could, that might be true. It might be false. Probably. Well, so so that so 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 this is my so this is my question. This is my question. This is my question. If if Goldberg refused to lose to Bray Wyatt, why use Goldberg's date? To, why? Because you wanted to. Goldberg needed the title for WrestleMania. They were trying to do the spirit versus spirit thing, Roman versus uh, Goldberg, and obviously it didn't happen. It didn't happen the way they wanted it. They couldn't plan for a pandemic, which is you know, and they probably would have been able to tell a different story if it wasn't for the pandemic. And then you would have gotten the Roman Reigns and Goldberg at WrestleMania in Tampa and Tampa with a, you know all the big fanfare. You know that's what they were picturing in their mind was that moment with. Reigns beating this iconic Goldberg guy. So Roman picture. gets so Roman gets the title. And who's his challengers after? Shinsuke. Uh, I'm not saying that. No, no, I'm not saying that was a real break. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to lay out the landscape. I'm trying to figure out if Roman has the title. Who's his challengers? Is it then Shinsuke? It probably is either Shinsuke or Bray at that point. Okay, so, so and, and they probably. Okay, Shinsuke or Bray. Okay, Shinsuke or Bray. Okay. So now, so 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 now with this, since we've seen so much of Roman and Strowman, do they take the belt off of Strowman, put it on Bray, and do Bray and Roman and do what they were supposed to do at WrestleMania anyway? 
Because if they didn't involve fucking Goldberg and do the Spears versus Spear and Bray holds the title all the way through Mania and then it's Bray versus Roman at Mania and Roman's the guy that beats Bray. So now that when that guy is beaten, is beaten by a guy that matters rather than a fucking guy that only got two dates, then therefore that character is not fucking ruined. Yeah, you know, I, I think that they did they, they made a mistake with the with the um, Goldberg thing, and that's because I am such a great fan. They might see more business in, in Goldberg, and that's probably what happened. And maybe they're right. I don't CT, know. CT, you can't see more business in Goldberg for two dates, nigga. Hey, hey, hey! I'm hey, I'm, I'm thinking that listen. People are saying that Goldberg is a draw. I don't see it personally. I'm saying for two for two dates, my nigga. Bray works house shows. Bray works all other pay per views. That business doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. You want to invest in your future. So facilitate the future. And we've been talking about it for ages. But what I'm afraid of now, you know, if we're going on this thing, I'm afraid of what's going to happen is one, they're going to have Braun beat Bray, and he's going to keep the title. Until he fits Roman around somewhere in July or something, or you know, and then he gets to and uh, Roman, and and you put the title on Roman. By SummerSlam, I think they might go with Edge Roman, you know, Spirit versus Spirit with them. So I'm curious that, that I think they might go around that, that route and put the title on Roman to get the Spirit thing with Edge at SummerSlam, and they get to have Roman conquer another legend because that's pretty much what, what Roman is right now. He's a guy who has beaten everybody. So the only people that you can have put a title on him and have a match really matter are people who he's, one, has great chemistry with, like LeBron and Bray, and two, people who, who can conquer, like Edge and Goldberg, to make his legacy bigger. So that's where I think um, Roman's future lies, is in maybe those three guys. And, and it would, so, so with that being said, I just want Bray to get the title back. And, and I don't care if they put it back on Roman at SummerSlam or if they do it sooner. I just think that it's more, it's, it's better to put the title on this Fiend character so that he's just not a joke after losing to Goldberg and then right after that, you know, losing to Braun Strowman. So I, if you want to take this, the wins out of the sales for Bray after what he did at WrestleMania, then yeah, this is the way you do it. Because after he loses to Braun, where the fuck did Bray go? Exactly. 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 That's my whole point. Unless you move him to Raw... And it's, it's him and Aleister Black, but then you're not gonna have Aleister Black lose. So now Bray is just it's just dead in the water. The character means nothing. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Use this guy to, you know, you know, make people interested in these new people. 
and he and he you know, he facilitates. He's like one of those guys that they've used to facilitate their future through other people, and, and they don't put him over as far as being the man. He's a guy used to get other people over. Um, but that's because he's such good at his character building, and he's so good at telling a story. And I think that you you honor that by putting the title back on him. And maybe that's just me being a Mark, but I'm huge with Bray. People on Twitter saying that they don't want to see it. I don't know what they're seeing because I think that this is more wrestling is more than just the match itself, which we'll see what happens with Bray and Braun. I'm curious to see how the match turns out. It may be good. It may, may, it may not. But what I do know is that they have a storyline they can base their storyline off of, and that's more than enough for me to tune into. Exactly. So exactly. Exactly. All right, man. So anything else on SmackDown moves you um, throughout the show? I mean, until they separate Sasha, it's almost like I, I'm like begging these guys now. Like, this, I, I just, I hope she's not injured or something. I hope she's all right. Like, I'm not sure because she, she had great moments in the match, but maybe she's being protected. I don't know. I, I, I hope I just don't see why the women's division is the way it is on SmackDown. And now Tamina is just coming after Bailey. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know, I don't want to go too far into it. Uh, other than that, uh, Liz and Morris, uh, they're, they're growing. Oh up. my they're gosh, that rap was no, fucking no, no. fantastic, my <laughs> nigga. They have <laughs> bars, my <laughs> nigga. They really do. Uh, man, I'm sorry that I doubted them a couple weeks ago. Like, <laughs> I know. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you to backtrack, nigga. I was waiting for you to backtrack. No, no. I mean, I'm gonna have no problem backtracking when I was wrong because you know I have my you know takes that are wrong all the time, and I was wrong on this one. I think that Miz and Morrison are making great tag champs, and um, especially uh, providing entertaining TV. So that's what I appreciate them more than anything. So shout out to Miz and Morrison. Um. All right. Do you want to move to N- Do you want to move to NXT or do you want to go to Raw? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? What, what you got? I mean, honestly, NXT, the only thing we're talking about for me is two things, which is the, probably the same two things for me and you. Um, Ciampa and Gargano and Io in that ladder match. Oh, oh, Finn, Finn. You wanted to talk about Finn's... Um, no, 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 no. You know what I'm about Finn? Finn, yeah. Finn, he, he did postpone in the Walter match, which is great. Um, uh, you said that he didn't get me the crowd, and I'm down for that. But more than that... Chris, I got to get your take on the tag team they put the Divas with. Malcolm Divas Enterprises. What's your take on that? What? Oh, Divas Enterprises, the tag team. The two Saudi dudes. Oh, bro, yo. Um, I'm not feeling, I'm not necessarily feeling them. You feel me? Um, I, I think that he would have been better off, um, you know, just keeping it a buck with somebody black. You know what I mean? He he just doesn't fit, bruh. He doesn't fit. He look like a shiesty ass. I don't know, nigga. Like, he don't look like he do. Bruh, he don't look. Yo, he look like fucking. Uh, uh, who was that nigga from the Nation of Domination? Clarence? Clarence Hayes? Clarence. Clarence. Yeah, nigga. But, but. But he looked like a cheaper version of that because his niggas don't mean nothing. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, why they? I mean, this, this, these guys definitely need a, a mouthpiece. I guess that's the only mouthpiece they have. But I think that he would've been better off with somebody who lacks it. And especially with the things that he's been doing on Twitter, all like, leading up to this, it shows that he has character and he's funny. 
So this role is more of like he's just the leader of these two, but even it doesn't give him the opportunity to shine for what I've seen him do on Twitter. So I hope that we can see more of it. I don't know where they're going with it, but it was kind of like an AOP situation where they just, uh, but actually, but Ellerling like kind of fit the mold, you know, for the guy who like is a stern guy who's got these two behemoths behind him who's just, you know, telling them, uh, you know, kind of leading them to cause destruction. With Bivens, I don't know, this doesn't work. It doesn't work, like you said. Um, but, uh, I mean, the guy, they get, he's a good mouthpiece because so hopefully these guys can get over. And uh, I don't know if they will, though. So that's what I'm curious to see. Um, I, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I was just. I'm sorry. I'm distracted because I'm. I'm on Twitter right now, and um, just tweeting. You know, while while we're while we're doing the show, and um, a guy we follow, he says no one should be producing wrestling shows right now, live or taped. And I'm 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 tweeting him back. Why not if they're clear? Um, which is something that I, I know we was going to talk about on business and logic, so I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt it. I didn't want to interrupt you by that. But but by that. But I just did, so I I, I failed. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I made my point on that shit. Um, NXT, Tommaso, Johnny. All right, let's talk about that. Tommaso uh, and Johnny put on what an hour long match. Yeah, it was like it was a, it was like an hour long. I love telling you, man. For me, it was great. I loved it. Like you said, best match of the week. It was long, man. It was. It was long. I was saying that fucking. Um, I was saying that um, uh, the Edge and Randy Orton match was long, but this match was long. But what made it long was the commercials, my nigga. If there I was no bro, that was bro. If there was no commercials. Then you know we'll be okay. You know what I mean. But that joint was crazy, I man. Go check that out on the network when it comes up, just to see how it is all together. Um, they should have, they should have, they should have, they should have, um, they should have bought the commercials out for that for that match. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was takeover, pretty much. So, yeah, Rank C, you know, they're finding their way through this too. Um, uh, and that was a great match. What do you think about the finish with uh, the cup? You know, Candice kicking Johnny, and, and you know, and then you know, Tommaso saying sorry, and then here Candice kicking Tommaso in the balls, and then you know, it turns out that Johnny had a cup down there, and all along it was their plan. Um, I, I I didn't want that. You didn't. What do you think about the finish? I think it was creative, but I think Johnny does not work as a good heel. And I want the, I wanted this to be the culmination of their feud, where it's not necessarily about this guy being a bad guy, this guy being a good guy. And being about these are guys are two best friends who have been through it all together, which it was. And they are fighting it out to the bitter end. And at the end, it's resolved, where they start finding like their friendship was bigger than you know the feud in the first place. I don't want to see this stretched out. And it looked like, man, they're stretching it out. If he said, hey, Tommaso said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then he hit him with, like, you know, his finisher and pinned him, it would have been great. Because then, you know, then Johnny has a storyline with Candace moving forward where he's like, yo, you cost me that match. And she's like, yo, this turns you into a monster. I didn't like where this was going. I need to put an end to it. And then you have Tommaso going back to fight to, to find Goldie. And then you have 
Johnny having his own storyline on the side. This one, I think, leaves options. They, they kind of cl- this one kind of doesn't give you more options with Johnny because I don't. I mean, not for me because I don't like him as a heel, and I don't like Candice as a heel. If that was her heel turn, and then this um, doesn't work for me because Tommaso doesn't come across as a sympathetic babyface to me because of the history this been through. So like, it was awkward to be, to be quite honest. But the great, great match. Well, I hate to be super critical, but uh, that's what I saw. Um, I kind of agree with some of the things that you say. Um, one of the things is I'm not too sure if this was Candace's heel turn uh, rather than Candace is really tired of the storyline like we are. So she was just like, fuck it, I'm going to put it into this shit my fucking self. I'm going to come up with a plan, nigga. You follow my fucking lead. That's what you do in the marriage, nigga. You listen to your wife and that's what's that. Uh, but with, with, with the Tommaso character, I think this is Tommaso's kind of swan song. I don't think Tommaso's is staying around, um, too long. I don't think, I don't think Tommaso's going after Goldie at all. Um, Tommaso's lost to Adam Cole in Portland. I went back and watched that match. Great match. Portland was a fucking great card, my guy. Oh my fucking goodness. TakeOver Portland was fucking amazing, and I miss crowds in wrestling. I do. I'm sorry. Um, so, um, so Tommaso already lost to Adam Cole. Um, Tommaso and Dream already had have had their thing before, um, so I, I, I don't think that he has any kind of room in that main event uh, scene right now as I see Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream taking on their storyline. Um, but what I do see is Johnny finally, I think Johnny and Tommaso are doing what Sasha and Bailey could never do or what Sammy and Kevin Owens could never do at some point, which is finally separate. Um, I think this is their final separation to way where they, we won't see them again. Um, so I really hope so, man. I think this is. I think they could have ended better, like, like you know, and put, like, a little bit more of a, a book end on it, because it, cause as much as you want to say this at the end, I don't care if Tommaso is not wrestling anymore. I don't care if it's not. This is not the end of Johnny and Tommaso. It's just not, because of the way they finished it. And it doesn't make my head wrap my head around the storyline any further. It's just not the end. You know, it's just, it's going to keep going. Um, and I don't like it. You know, I don't. Even if, you know, Johnny wins the title and he championship. Tommaso comes out and you know he costs him the title, but he's not like necessarily working or as a wrestler. He might just come in one day as a, as a runner, just to just be uh, you know a part. He has that tie with Johnny, and that's what really makes these guys, these characters um, whole careers. They're 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 connected to each other, and then I think they need to separate completely to build those connections to other people. And I think Adam Cole suffers a lot from these two guys being paired together. All the time on NXT, I think that you need the, the rub, the heat that you got from Tommaso on Tommaso and Johnny on to Adam, and Adam needs to come off on the top and looking like that. He has a whole new era of NXT. It never felt like that, and that's what. Wait, I wait, wait! What you mean? It never felt like what? Like here's, it never felt like they were leaning in storytelling wise to Adam Cole with when it comes to the, the storylines with uh. 
Tommaso and uh, Josh. Well, they didn't and do that with anybody. They didn't do that when Alistair Black was champion. You know what I mean? Like, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano was fucking headlining WrestleMania TakeOver weekend. Uh, with the with the championship match has the undercard, nigga, with Andrade and Tommy in, my yeah, nigga. Yeah, you know I mean, so they needed the Triple H and them and, and NXT. They're falling into the same trap that the main roster falls into, where they where they they stick on somebody way too long. As far as like, well, I don't. I, I, I won't. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't agree with that because we can't. Even though, like, yes, they've main evented, and yes, they've been in our presence and shit like that, my G, but we've cared about so much more other than Tommaso and Johnny when it comes to that brand. You know what I mean? Like, we've we've cared about... I'm talking about as far as your main focus storytelling-wise. And and, and I think that taking the shine off of them and building the stories with Adam... Where you can say, man, can you, you know, I, I think that's where you can go from here, you know. And, and with Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream, they put the title on him. Really try to put your energy and focus on creating this atmosphere around the champion. And that's where um, I feel like they kind of, Johnny and Tommaso have kind of outshined storytelling wise. It's so good. It's a very great story now, but I feel like they, maybe they're, they're, it's, you, but you can't, you can't, you you can't over, you can't overshadow great storytelling. If it's great storytelling, it has to be highlighted. You can't dim the light on great storytelling because then it's not great storytelling anymore. You know what I mean? Like because. Come on, dimming the light on it, man. You know, I just want this to be the end. Put it out. You know, I'm just gonna say that. Not, not the end in the facet of like, hey, this is the end for now. I want them to really get like a good two, three years of like not seeing Johnny and Tommaso on the same screen, and because then when it when it happens again, it matters, you know. So I, that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say. I, and I don't like the way they left it off because it leaves room for it to continue. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 again, I have a little bit. I don't know. My my faith is a little bit more on the. I have you know on a little bit. Uh, more optimistic side with WWE, just off the simple fact that I've waited so long for Bray and Braun, and I finally got it. So hopefully, I've waited so long for Tommaso and Johnny to end. It finally did. So you know, maybe they're doing the reverse. Maybe they're doing the reverse for me. You know what I mean? All right, maybe I got it. I'm just not feeling it. I think that even his performances with this thing going forward with John, with Tommaso, he could have just been like, buddy, man, I was your friend, and I want to just stab you in the back again because of all the things you put me through. Not like this contrived, where Johnny's like turning into a madman. I didn't like all that shit. He used to be like, listen, the reason why I did what I did, thank you for the title, is payback. You know? And, and, and yeah, no, I haven't forgotten. You did the same thing to me. You know, so at the end of the day, I lured you in, just like you lured me in, and I never thought you would turn your back on me. And I turn my back on you, and now you get to feel what I felt, and you don't have Goldie because me. And that's it. Rather than this, oh, I'm Johnny Wrestling, and you know this is for the guy, the main guy of NXT, and it, it kind of, uh, I think, should have just been a personal thing. And it was, and it is, but I just, let me just move on. I'm, I'm going to kill it. It was, it was a great match. <laughs> It was a great match. Uh, more, more than all the NXT. Uh, Io Ch- Shirai won that ladder match. Great, 
ladder match. Yo, these girls were taking some serious bumps. And uh, I'm, I think that Io and Charlotte Flair is going to slap. Oh, yeah. That's just going to be absolutely bananas. Um, even though I was looking back at, uh, I was looking back at, um, uh, um, again, I was talking about TakeOver Portland. Bianca and Rhea was good to where I believe Bianca and Charlotte would have been better off for WrestleMania, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I do believe that Charlotte and Io will be a match to see because I, I know I saw Charlotte and Bianca. But I saw Charlotte and Bianca where it wasn't, uh, I think it was a little bit of interference, I believe, or Bianca wasn't all the way 100 or whatever the case may be. Um, but I saw that match on NXT. Uh, Charlotte, 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 like, flat out beat Bianca. And then, uh, that's what know, I thought. That's, that's what, that's what, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So she flat out yeah, beat, she, she flat out beat, and, 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 and then she made her look like, oh, yeah, even after the match, when I get my, my shit in. So I wanted to see Bianca, like, say this bitch I didn't forget. Like, I'm still around. Like, exactly. You know, like, I wanted to, that's what I wanted to see. Um, but it looks like they brought up to the main roster. Shout out to Bianca. And congratulations. But, uh, yeah, I'm down with Eo and Charlotte. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I, I, mean, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, Eo, Eo and Charlotte's going to be fucking lit. Uh, maybe, Char- you know, battle the, battle the moonsaults. You know what I mean? I- <laughs> For real. Um, outside yeah. outside of that, man, NXT was that was it, man. That was it. That was it for me. Yeah, that's it. Honestly, uh, there's not more. So I'm, there is this this weird van going around uh, kidnapping all the uh, I think Hispanics. So I'm curious if there's, if there's a stable coming up, and then we also got Killer Cross coming around. So we'll see what happens with him. Hmm. I hope it's not like Forgotten Sons esque. Who? <laughs> I made a. I said I hope it's not like a Forgotten Sons esque type of person. Oh, oh, oh! With the with the stable. Yeah. With the stable, yeah. With the stable, I have no idea where they're going with that. I just it, it might be a Forgotten Sons esque type of thing to make. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fucking fire. Keithley and Dominic Dijakovic, fire, my guy. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I think you gotta bring in a Killer Cross against Keithley and start to start there. Have Velveteen and Adam do their thing. Uh, with um, we'll see. Maybe we'll see Velveteen and Johnny again. I'm not sure what triple threat. That'll be pretty cool. We're going forward to see uh, NXT. Oh yeah, we still got Finn and Walter. That will um. Dope to see when that comes out. I think there might be not able to come over here. <laughs> circumstances, but I can't wait to see that match when it happens. But other than that, that's good for NXT. We got uh, we, we, we talk anything with Raw? Yeah. Um, Raw. The only thing we need to tal
um, for a debut and Nia returned and I wanted to shit on Drew and Big Show, but I don't even have the energy for that, man. Yeah, all right. Yeah, pretty much that's what happened, guys. <laughs> um, um, let's get into um, our book in black for the week. Um, our book in black for the week, we got uh, Ricochet and Cedric. These niggas out here is flying high, nigga. Them, them niggas out here getting some TV time, tagging. Um, it, it's crazy because... We had just saw Cedric for New Year's, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you know, and it's crazy kind of like seeing a manifestation of, of, of kind of like taking what's given and fucking making the most of it, you know what I mean? And shout out to Heyman, uh, Heyman seeing those two, um, and noticing that there's money and Ricochet and Cedric and putting them in the tag together. I think that this is going to work. Honestly, I do. I think that this is going to work with Tessa and uh, uh, Alexander. I can't wait to see them link up with the Street Profits. And I was asking you before, like, you know, you got Street Profits, tag team champions, rightfully so. Uh, they, you know, they freaking took the world by storm last year uh, with just, you know, their energy. They can, they're the standard bearers right now on Raw on tag team division. But Ricochet and Cedric have such talent. I gotta see that match. Does that match, they'll need a heel team if they were to make them like a triple threat tag team feud. Um, I don't think they need to have a, tr- a heel. Um, I think it may dilute the ability for those four guys to be able to actually tell a story. I think if Ricochet and Cedric kind of like, they don't have to turn heel because I know, you know, you're like, damn, everybody don't got to turn heel. You're right. No, everybody don't have to turn heel. But I think if Ricochet and Cedric has a little bit more of like a determination about them, you know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, we... Listen, Ricochet has been in the makeshift tag team and one tag team championship go. So, like, Ricochet can be like, nigga, I, I'm trying to be tag team champions again. Y'all got the titles. Let's make it a competitive type joint. And I think if they can make this a... a I think Ricochet and Cedric need a little bit of swagger to them. I'm just like, listen, we are, you know, just a little bit of swagger to them. Like, we can do things in that ring that y'all can't, you know, but... We want those tag team titles. Yeah, I think that's the extension of the heel that they go. You're right. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they got to be turning heel, but it's more of, like, of uh, confidence in their own self. We're just saying, like, listen, I'm a future, I'm a former tag team champion. I got my uh, another tag, um, tag um, guy right now that is, can do just as amazing things in the ring, just like I can. And we were formidable enough to take those tag team titles, and we believe ourselves. So, kind of like that, and they have that uh, kind of competitive rivalry. You know, I do think that if they have it happen, whoever wins, it's, it's fine. But then a heel team should be introduced maybe after that. After it happens once. Now, you depending know? on That's that, if, the, if it's a raw tag team, listen, I've been waiting for AOP to beat the shit out of somebody, bro. I would rather, if they going to sacrifice somebody, I would rather them sacrifice Ricochet and Cedric, my G. So if we doing Book and Black, I would want Cedric and Ricochet to win the titles off of the, the Street Profits. I, and then I would want AOP to enter themselves into the fray. Okay. I see you. I see you. Okay. I, and I think AOP would be perfect for that. Um, I think that they would be perfect for that. Um, 
uh, perfect guys to throw those guys around and, and, and give them that sympathetic, you know, feel. And, exactly. Uh, that they go Ex- exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, styles make fights, man. But do you think that happens better with Cedric and Ricochet or Street Profits? Because Street Profits have fanfare. No. So, AOP. No. No. I think, I think Ricochet... I think Ricochet and Cedric doing things in the ring that niggas haven't seen with those big guys, I think they instantly grab that baby face ability that the Street Profits have and they can make it into okay. themselves. Alright. Um, uh, yeah, well, speak, speaking of Booking Black, I do want to um, talk about you know um, Velveteen Dream, man. Uh, COVID kind of robbed him of his moment, man. It was, it was gonna be finally his moment. Take over Tampa, um, him and Adam Cole for the WWE NXT Championship, and man, I think he might have won it. Huh? I think he might have won. It. I think he would have won it. Oh, me too. I think Rebel Team would have won the championship. I think that this was his moment. Absolutely. for us for booking black with that um let's go ahead and wrap up the show with booking uh with business and logic um business and logic uh happened over the past day or so i want to say uh where the xfl um declared itself dismantled or disbanded or disfunct whichever word you want to utilize um and um so yeah they're they're no longer they're no longer they're no longer there. So what does that do for the business of WWE and Vince McMahon? I think that right now it's a hard time for everybody. I mean, I can only imagine what things are like behind the scenes with WWE. Uh, they've been through some stressful times before in the past. I mean, we're just talking about the whole thing that happened in Saudi and them making one of the best SmackDowns ever. Uh, they have find a way they find a way to survive through it all, you know, uh, and perform their shows. Um, so I respect that and that and again I respect that this is business. And with something like a pandemic, um, this thing will be over, but at this moment, uh WWE is trying to survive because there is gonna like be a it's like a recession, you know, it's like a recession right now. So so, so I understand So I'm I, a, yeah, I'm, I understand that with them letting go why they let go of um, XFL. Because it's time you got to pull your resources. 
I was I I was on I was on Twitter and I saw somebody with the thread um, of some business information that I didn't consider. So I'm gonna go ahead and and kind of read it off per se. Um, a, the Vince sold a total of five hundred million dollars of WWE stock to provide a runway for the XFL. So he took out five hundred million dollars from the WWE to to put into the XFL. WWE has released that they have cash on hand available credit of five hundred million dollars. So, with that being said, Vince took out five hundred million dollars and left the WWE with five hundred million dollars. During a recession, and his shareholders are like, what the fuck? You feel me? Stock prices are dropping, all types of shit. So, so the conversation was this. Um, why did he pull the plug? They, the, the analysis is, WW, or Vince lost $130 million um, on the XFL already. Due, due, due to you know, due to whatever the case okay. was, he lost a hundred. So out of that five hundred million dollars, he has three hundred and seventy million dollars left. So he canceled, so he can take that three hundred and seventy million dollars and use it for WWE because they need the capital. If they only have five hundred thousand, five hundred, you know what I mean, five hundred million. So he he's yeah. taking the rest of that money and putting it back into his baby because they the the analysis was that WrestleMania the loss was fifty million to a hundred million dollars of in financials. So and if that's something that you always plan for, that when you when you're going into years later, you're saying, all right, WrestleMania is going to net us fifty million dollars. Exactly, you know, so exactly. At this point, at this point, do you? Do you People are saying, you know, you said before, people are saying that there should be no live events and there should be no performances. Um, there are losing money because there's no, like you said, there is no live events, whole house shows at least. And, and I hear Vince now saying they're going to do live Raws and live Smackdowns again, uh, not taping them. Do you think that's because, um, you think that's irresponsible? Because people are saying that, that you, should, you shouldn't do that. No. Um, I, I, I'm on the side of, I think personally that he, he has to make his own choice that he's running his own business, you know? And with this pandemic, people are looking at the end game and how they can ride this time out. Because at the end of the day, it's still business. If business stops completely, who knows what happens? You know, you know, Vince is balling, yes, but who knows what His, rest, his wrestlers ain't, his, his wrestlers ain't. That's the thing, so... That that was part of the the thread as well, man. Um, with with you saying exactly that, because of, I, morally, I I had the sentiments of this entertainment is not essential. If you're putting anybody at risk, you shouldn't be doing it. So with that being said, now I know NBC and huh. No, I said it, it all speaks to the severity no, well, of the problem. Well, well, the thing about it, NBC and Fox have language in the contracts where they don't want taped shows. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want taped shows. 
So if the con so so if the yeah so so if is so if if the contracts read three tape shows and you know so right now Vince has to work the he has to work NBC and Fox because y'all need content do you not so right now is so so the business of it all man I I I am conflicted. I'm conflicted, man, because I, 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 if, listen, these guys signed the contracts due to this TV money. That's the only revenue. The TV money is the only revenue right now for WWE. So if they don't have TV revenue, yeah, then, then, then what? I mean, I'm not sure how much they're doing the merchandise. Nigga, like, merchandise like, ain't making no money to pay niggas. <laughs> Exactly. Really say, hey, you know, You're right. I want to take a shot. I want to take a chance to go out there and wrestle. And if the, the, the law enforcement has said, oh, you're applying the guidelines, then they can still run business. That's just the rules. You know, but, and, and who knows what, how serious this COVID-19 thing is. So we'll see how it rides out in the future. But they have to make that educated decision. And then also say, hey, to the people that work here, uh, you don't have to under those circumstances during this pandemic. And things are the way they are.
for our entertainment, my nigga. You feel me? So, 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 like this. Well, before we end the show, man, I do want a, to, a topical topic that just came up across my timeline. It just happened over the past couple of days. Ronda Rousey did an interview, um, and she triggered fans and triggered egos of wrestlers by oh. calling it, you know, fake fighting for fun and, 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 and you know, and things of that nature. And um, I think a lot of people forget that Ronda Rousey is a legit badass and probably can probably say whatever she wants, including to Amanda Nunez and Holly Holmes, because I don't think that they can replicate what they did a second time. So I believe yeah. Ronda Rousey can say whatever the fuck she feels like, my nigga. Yeah, she can say whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> Um, like I said, she she pretty much had an interview. They were just asking her what her time was in WWE. She just said that she called the fans ungrateful. Um, she said the fans were ungrateful. They didn't appreciate her. So she said, fuck y'all, I'm going home. I didn't need this. Uh, she said that you know she was more than happy to put over the girls and use her status to get the girls over. But she did not want to work a full-time schedule. Even though she respects the people who does so. She's not fucking doing it. And I appreciate it because Brock don't fucking do it either, my nigga. So what's the point? Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, think, I think Rhonda will come back one day. And I love the fact that she provided us what she did come to provide. Because I really do miss Rhonda. I mean, I personally am not ungrateful. I, you know, I talk about Rhonda all the time about how I miss her presence. And I thought she might be back from WrestleMania. And I... And, and, and I'm glad she said that because, hey, now we understand where her head's at. But I do think Rhonda in the future will be back at some time because she was back in the ring. And it was, and there's nothing like being out there. Um, and I know that she, she stayed for a whole year, man. She clearly like, liked it, you know? And, you know, so she now has her cachet and she can take a Brock schedule if she wanted to. Or she can just come back for one WrestleMania in a blue moon like The Rock or, you know, like other people like, you know, in the past who have been part-timers. So... She's earned it, you know, what she's done in UFC, what she's done during the she's earned having a part-time schedule, go out there and be, you know, she has the cachet to do that. She came in with cachet. She's leaving with cachet. She knows her brand. She doesn't need WWE. She can come in when she wants to. That's fine. Well, man, that's, that's all for me, man. That's all. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it, man. Thank y'all for listening, man. It's been a good, great, great show. Uh, we might, we, well, we are uh, going to be 
uh, taking a hiatus uh, soon. And so we are working on some stuff for you guys. In the meantime, during this COVID-19 pandemic, and you just stay tuned. If there's some, might be some real cool uh, shit uh, coming on. All right, yeah, man, y'all, thank y'all, man. Y'all stay tuned. Follow us, RW Podcast One. Follow us on Instagram, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. I am the most high. That is Chidi. Uh, uh, God damn, I fucked up. That is Chidi, babe. <laughs> I was going to say your whole government, my nigga, and I stopped yeah, myself. Nah, 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 <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, thank God again, man. Peace out. Peace <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.